The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Happy Monday, everyone, and happy MLK Day. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How you doing, Jerry? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it's Monday, which means we've got Mary Holland with us. We are going to go over the most read news and views of the week with Mary at the Children's Health Defense.org. Mary, are you there? I'm here. All right. Going to bring you in right out of the gate. And of course, you know, today we celebrate the leader of the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King Jr., who would have turned 93 on January 15th. Uh, He was a pastor and civil rights leader who dedicated his life to achieving racial equality, a goal he said was inseparable from alleviating poverty and stopping war. Uh, Dr. King helped organize rallies and boycotts, including the successful Montgomery bus boycott and advocated for peaceful protests. He delivered his iconic I Have a Dream speech in 1963 from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., and was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. I'm getting a little verklempt here. I swear, ever since I've been in Washington, D.C., Mary, I, I don't know. There's something that really sparked inside of me. And so, you know, uh, as I'm reading this, it's, it's uh, sad to continue reading that he was assassinated, as we all know, on April 4th, 1968 in Memphis, Tennessee, as he stood outside room 306 at the Lorraine Motel. He was only 39 years old. And today, Martin, Le- Martin Luther King Jr. Day is the only federal holiday designated as a day of service to encourage all Americans to volunteer and improve their communities and I and I love talking about this. Do you have any thoughts that you want to share with us, Mary? I do. About- I just uh, read a quote about him this morning, and I'm looking forward to listening to a local radio station about the civil rights um, movement's music that he was very connected to. Coretta Scott King was a musician oh, herself, yeah. a well-trained uh-huh. musician, and and singing was such a huge part of the civil rights movement. But I, too, um, you know, am very touched by the work he did. I want to read a a quote. Human progress is neither automatic nor inevitable. Every step towards the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle, the tireless exertions and passionate concern of dedicated individuals. Mm -hmm. And it's just so true. You know, good things don't happen. (laughs) They don't happen automatically. They don't happen by chance. They happen because a lot of concerned people work hard. And that's what we're doing here. And so I think we're serving Martin Luther King's memory. And I am very confident, Bernadette, I am so confident that if he were alive today, he would understand uh, the threats that this COVID regime have presented, and he would understand and the threats of vaccine passports, of central bank digital currencies. Uh, He would absolutely be with us against what is really a eugenicist agenda in a different garb. 
Absolutely. And he would have done it in a nonviolent way. You know, uh, right. you know, one of Dr. King's uh, role models was Mahatma Gandhi. And they met in 1959 when Dr. King visited India. And Dr. King had long been interested in Gandhi's nonviolence. And uh, and I was I was reading a lot about it this morning. And also I thought this was very touching. And, uh, you know, Dr. King's last words were Ben and you brought up the music. So this is so appropriate. Such good timing. Ben, play Precious Lord in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. And he was talking to, uh, I'm guessing, uh, uh, you know, his pianist or a musician that, w- that w- was on, uh, you know, uh, working with him closely. Those were the last words he said before he was shot. And uh, it's really sad. But, you know, from the beautiful uh, nonviolent message and changing the world that he put out um, uh, you know, he put out so much wonderful stuff uh, and, and was so passionate about it, but peaceful, too. And we can all learn from that and, you know, uh, and, and be of service every day to do something for someone or something, right? Something that makes you feel alive in the world that you care about. And uh, that's one of the reasons I love doing Mondays. I really do. And it's been it's very difficult sometimes to talk about all of this. It, some of it seems so negative, but we must talk about it in order to fix it. Agreed? Agreed, and that's what he did. Yeah. Look at what look at the movement, and he was one of many. Of course, he wasn't the only one. But look at what they did. They they uncovered the horror, and they stood up against water cannons right. and dogs and clubs. Yep. But they prevailed. Yeah, they did prevail, and uh, you know, and it's 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 an honor to be here today, and it's an honor to talk with you and be uh, connected with the Children's Health Defense dot org in your fight for our medical freedom, for everybody's medical freedom. Um, so let's get started. Um, let me officially introduce you because I didn't do that yet. Uh, if you're just now listening for the first time, Mary Holland serves as president and general counsel of Children's Health Defense. She left the faculty of New York University School of Law, where she served for 17 years most recently directing its graduate lawyering program. Mary received her Master of Arts in Juris Doctor degrees from Columbia University and her undergraduate degree from Harvard. She has worked in international public and private law, and Mary is also the co-author of Vaccine Epidemic, as well as the HPV Vaccine on Trial, Seeking Justice for a Generation Betrayed. You can find Mary at childrenshealthdefense.org, and I encourage you to sign up for the Defender Newsletter, which is what we go over every Monday, the top 10 most read news and views. And so let's start with uh, with uh, the top story. Uh, Mary, the first headline reads, Breaking Landmark Lawsuit Slaps Legacy Media with Antitrust, First Amendment Claims for Censoring COVID-Related Content. Mary, what makes this a landmark lawsuit? And can you explain to everyone out there listening what antitrust laws are and why they were put in place? Sure. So we filed last week a lawsuit against dominant players in mainstream media, the British Broadcasting Corporation, Reuters, uh, the Associated Press, and Washington Post. And we filed it in the Northern District of Texas in federal court, and we allege, based on information that is widely available, that these mainstream media organizations entered into a conspiracy to choke off or stamp out independent media, like you, Bernadette, or like Mm -hmm. us, Children's Health Defense, or like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They colluded with big tech to do that. 
the public square in the modern world is online. That's how stories mm-hmm. go viral. Mm-hmm. And what mainstream media agreed with big tech to do was to have a policy on, quote-unquote, misinformation. And mm-hmm. if any one of the members of this cartel or syndicate decided that something was, quote-unquote, misinformation, was something you put out on a tweet or Bobby Kennedy put out on a tweet, they would all, as a unit, agree to censor, downgrade, remove, deplatform that information. Mm-hmm. And this it violates antitrust. So antitrust is collusion of an industry to block the entry of competitors. And this is about economics, Bernadette. This is also about First oh, Amendment. Yeah. and We've got other lawsuits that are happening about First Amendment directly. But this is about economic pressure to prevent entrance to the marketplace. And that's illegal in the United mm-hmm. States. And when it involves the First Amendment, the Supreme Court, in a case brought against the Associated Press back in 1945, made it perfectly clear clear. This is unacceptable. It's illegal. So it's a very exciting day. It's the first antitrust lawsuit that's been brought in this context. The Missouri v. Biden case has been very important in exposing the elaborate censorship operation that the White House and many other federal agencies have been involved in. But this is the first lawsuit we're aware of explicitly just against mainstream media, alleging that they are intentionally preventing the (laughs) circulation of accurate information Mm -hmm. by smaller media operations. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was so adamant about staying on the air. And it's been difficult. I have to tell you, over the last three years, you know, uh, it's been difficult to stay on the air. But it's it's so important because even though we are just a little boutique, uh, you know, radio show, a small radio show, we are on iHeartMedia, which is worldwide, which is important. And that, that there has to be someone out there representing the other side, right? And, and, and not let them run rampant like they have. I mean, they have, they have taken control of so many people's minds that are not getting the other side of this, right? And hearing what's really going on behind the scenes. And it is all about the money. And it always has been. It's about money, power, and control. And they, they've brainwashed so many people on social media. You know, right. I mean, it's... It's unconscionable, really, what they've done, and I'm so glad that you have filed this lawsuit. I really am. How do you think it'll do in court? What do you think will happen? Well, we um, filed it in Texas. Uh, That was part of the reason we did not file against big tech. There you have to go to the Northern District of California, and we think that's a home court Mm -hmm. um, advantage Mm -hmm. for Silicon Valley. So we filed it in Texas, and it's not just Robert F. Kennedy and Children's Health Defense. There's a number of other smaller entities that we work with collectively reached 15 million people, Bernadette. But if we had reached out to others like you and all of the other alternative so-called media that we work with, I mean, we're talking about information that was suppressed from reaching the whole country. And what we know, Bernadette, is because people didn't get truthful information about COVID shots, about ivermectin, about hydroxychloroquine, millions of people died who didn't have to die oh, yeah, during the last absolutely. year. The life well, expectancy in this country has gone down three years since 2019. People died who did not have to die, and in large part that's because the truth was suppressed. And so we are going after these people, and we hope to get past the 
motions to dismiss that for sure these media companies will bring. And if we can get past a motion to dismiss into discovery, Bernadette, I think what we're going to see is an even vaster enterprise to censor small alternative media than we've been aware of so far. Absolutely. Well, in the BBC is owned by the British government. A lot of people don't even know that. This is absolutely information control. And some of the plaintiffs, you know, uh, are people that we know well. Dr. Joseph Mercola, the New York Times tried to destroy him. And, uh, uh, um, oh my gosh, Aaron Elizabeth, you know, yep. who, the health nut news. She was spot on about everything. They tried yep. to shut her down. I think they did, didn't they? Take her, like, off of social media? I'm not sure exactly what happened, but. Oh, yeah. She was, I mean, yeah. all of our plaintiffs, and we recently on CNN, HDTV, Bernadette, we interviewed all of the plaintiffs. I also interviewed the lawyers on the case. We have quite a bit of coverage on the Children's Health Defense website on CHDTV in particular. Um, no, this is a very important lawsuit, and I hope you know, fingers crossed, God willing, um, mm -hmm. it will get to discovery and people will understand how they have, how in the United States brainwashing works. It's mm -hmm. not crude in the way it is in China or in the former Soviet Union. It's not, it, it's not, or it's not just, it's not crude. It, it's more nuanced. And so it's not completely taking truth off. It's just marginalizing it, demonizing it, calling it a conspiracy theory, making right. people believe that they're hearing a spectrum of ideas, when in fact they're not. They're not hearing a spectrum right. of ideas. No, so it's it nuanced, and I think people need to understand how this extraordinary effort has gone down to censor public opinion in the United States. Absolutely. And you know, uh, I, I know that you've noticed this, that the opening to our show is intentionally, the truth shall set you free. Those are words that Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, said many, many, many times. And the truth shall set you free. And the truth always comes out and the chicken always comes home to roost. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for these people to be held accountable. And as you said, uh, I just really hope that it happens. I really do. And we all need to get involved, just like we all needed to get involved and be aware of the racism that could, that was so prevalent in our country 50 years ago. It's, some of it still exists, exists now, but we must fight it. It's different. It is different, right? I mean, yeah. my... It is different. I, my, uh, some of my ancestors are from Texas, and when I was a child going to Texas, the racism was just palpable. It was everywhere. Terrible. It was open. It was expressed. Yeah. It was grotesque. It was disgusting. Yeah. And it's different now. It's not perfect, yeah. but it's different. It is it's different better. because there's awareness, and people are talking about it, and they have been for a long time. And I love doing the show with Mary Holland, but we'll be right back. we got to go to break. More coming up with Mary Holland and the Children's Health Defense.org. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Live. Radio. Health, freedom, news, and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. One Life Radio will be right back. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing Terraflora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take Terraflora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says Terraflora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. 
I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We are going over the most read news and views of the week with Mary Holland. Uh, the second headline from the, the Defender newsletter, which you can sign up for free at uh, childrenshealthdefense.org, uh, it reads, White House colluded with Twitter to censor RFK Jr. emails reveal. So, Mary, what can you tell us about this headline? And is it true that Attorney General Andrew Andrew Bailey tweeted, we now have the hard evidence that President Biden's administration colluded with social media companies to censor differing viewpoints and silence misinformation that was later deemed true? Right. So this is a real continuation of the last story we talked about, where it was industry colluding together to censor the little guy for economic advantage. This is about the government instructing big tech, censor these people. And this is about a specific email by a gentleman who heads digital media strategy at the White House writing to Twitter to say, take down that email from that links to the Defender story where Bobby Kennedy talks about how Hank Aaron died within 20 days of his shot that he had taken on television to promote vaccination. Uh, he died of an undisclosed cause. And the um, taking it down was, you know, Bobby Kennedy's tweet was raising questions. Could this be related? He wasn't saying it was. He was saying, could it be related? We need to find out. This is strange. He was perfectly healthy. And it was immediately taken down. And we've learned about this, Bernadette, from this very important lawsuit that was initially brought by Eric Smith, Attorney General of Missouri, now being, you know, being followed up on by uh, Andrew Bailey, Attorney General of Missouri. And this is against the Biden administration showing that what the Biden administration has been doing has been violating the First Amendment. Government may not have proxy censors. The government may not censor. There is free speech in this country and freedom of the press. So this is an extremely important lawsuit. I am so grateful that they have made some of these documents public that show us what we suspected, Bernadette, that the government is telling big tech to censor people like you and me and Children's Health Defense and your radio station. Yeah, we just got another notification uh, just before we went live today, like at 1130, an email that said that another YouTube, uh, one of our our shows was taken down off of YouTube. And it's happened before. And uh, and it's wrong. It's wrong. Why should it be taken down? And, and that's what Americans... We, we need to understand this. This is not OK. If you don't if you want to if you want to go get vaccinated, go ahead. If that is what makes you feel comfortable. Uh, no, uh, none, we're not trying to stop people from exercising their medical freedom. I say we, you know, but, you know, myself and I believe you believe the same thing, right. of course. <laughs> but um, but I don't mean to speak for you. Uh, but, you know, we should have a right as Americans to exercise our freedom, certainly over our um, our own bodies. Right. Um, and and this. 
this is very wrong. And, and, and then for the White House to be involved. And I, I, I say kudos, though, to Attorney General Andrew Bailey for upholding the, uh, you know, the, the oath that he took to, to uh, you know, to do his job well and do it correctly and always present the facts. Right. And uphold the Constitution. Absolutely. Up, yes. Yes. Uphold the Constitution. I mean, my gosh, if we can't count on our attorney general to do that, who can we count on it? So kudos to him. What else do you want people to know about this story and the White House? Well, I think people may be interested to read some of these emails. Actually, for the last several days, Bernadette, I've been poring over these disclosed emails in discovery from this lawsuit, um, Missouri versus Biden. And it is chilling, Bernadette. It is chilling. There were 110 people that we know of so far in the federal government engaged in this censorship during COVID, including people at the CDC, people at the FDA, people at HHS, people in the White House. And the White House, I've read the White House's emails to Twitter and to Google and to Facebook, and it's shocking. It is truly shocking. The White House was in constant constant communication with big tech platforms telling them what they wanted censored. Mm-hmm. I, who was it, Dr. Asim Mahotra, that was uh, in the midst of a BBC interview talking about high blood pressure medication and just kind of uh, shot out that, you know, that, that the deaths of the COVID mRNA vaccine um, and rollout should be suspended pending an inquiry. And I wasn't that, uh, didn't they try to do something with that on Twitter as well? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, was- I, I do. He got on to BBC, and he has right. a big Twitter following. I, I'm not quite sure what's happened, to be honest with you, but there, this, this, is, this censorship enterprise is going on today. As you point out, they just took yeah. off one of your YouTube films. This is yeah. absolutely continuing. Yeah, it is. It is. And we all need to be aware. Um, And uh, okay, so let's go to the third headline. So the third uh, headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter reads exclusive hundreds of Tylenol lawsuits alleged retailers, manufacturers knew acetamiophen during pregnancy could cause autism and ADHD. Mary, what can you tell us about this piece written by Michael uh, uh, Neverodakis, PhD, regarding the hundreds of lawsuits that have already been filed? So this is very interesting. There's now multidistrict litigation, uh, meaning that these are cases that have been consolidated from around the country. They're consolidated in a court in New York City, the Southern District of New York, based on people taking based on women taking Tylenol during pregnancy, and the children, the offspring of these women. Um, have developed attention deficit disorder or autism. Uh, And the article interviews the lead attorney, Mark Lanier, from Houston, who's well-known in this kind of litigation against pharma for mass torts. This is a case against Johnson & Johnson that manufactures Tylenol. And although this is a novel claim, Bernadette, um, for Tylenol-induced autism and ADHD, other lawsuits have been successful in settling against J&J for Tylenol toxicity for liver disease. Um, You know, I think what this could do is open the door to exploration of the real culprit for ADHD and autism, which is vaccines Mm -hmm. and aluminum and mercury. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Tylenol for sure is a contributing factor. So I think this is very interesting litigation that we will definitely be following. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's it's very concerning you know when you think uh, when you're pregnant you know you're just so careful you don't even you know you they they demonize you if you want if you even think about having a sip of wine or beer when it's one of the most <laughs> stressful right. times in your life um but this this um this case in particular um it captured my attention on on this alone that they have a special master appointed to oversee census of Tylenol autism ADH lawsuits filed by families nationwide what is that does that happen typically in yeah. a lawsuit mary that there's a special it, it, it master does. appointed yes it does? it does happen typically in mass tort cases like agent orange or like um hpv or like all of these big uh cases against drugs because there could be here tens of thousands of cases a special master is somebody who is a federal um essentially a, a very high level judge's assistant um, this is somebody who's, uh, you know, gone to law school. It's a lawyer. It's somebody who's worked in litigation and somebody okay. who oversees the claims will resolve more minor disputes and then leave the bigger issues for the presiding judge. It's not wow. unusual. Yeah, I've never, I did not know that, and I'm glad to know. <laughs> I learned so much from just signing up for the Defender newsletter, which everyone out there listening, I encourage you, if you're not already a follower, please do, and then you get to read all of this stuff in depth at your leisure, uh, because there's a lot to know there really is. So let's go to the, well, you know what, I'm looking at the clock, I kind of went over on the first break, so Jerry's going to want me to get back on time, so let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll get through the, the rest of these stories. Stay tuned, more coming up with Mary Holland and the childrenshealthdefense.org. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're going over the most read news and views of the week with Mary uh, and, and the Children's Health Defense.org from the Defender Newsletter, uh, most read news and views of the week. So the next story headline is CNN vaccine advisors angry, disappointed. Moderna, FDA, and CDC hid data on COVID boosters. Mary, okay, so wow, right? <laughs> For CNN to finally report on this is really yeah. shocking. When I saw it, I was like, what the heck? Um, but, cons- but I'm still considering their history, right? I want to believe that CNN is finally reporting true journalism without bias, but I'm still very suspicious. Why now? So, Mary, am I cynical for thinking that? No. Or, okay. No, I think we're seeing a lot of disclosures right now, and I do think, Bernadette, this is in recognition that finally there's going to be congressional oversight of what's happened during COVID, and I mm-hmm. think these people are trying to line up and disclose a little bit of what happened 
happen so that they can't be held to have been completely uh, dishonest. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're seeing a lot of disclosures that, oh, gee, there might have been a little bit of a problem. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe the CDC uh, didn't with, didn't provide all the information that it should have, uh, you know, and we have cr- critics like Offit. Uh, the reality is, Bernadette, you and I and Children's Health Defense, we've been talking about this for years now. Years. So, it's yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's not very much, and it's very late in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the first show I ever did, and it was with a PhD in California. I'm not even going to mention his name, um, just because you know. But it was. I remember. Uh, I was very nervous doing it, and and this is why, right? Because you could see it if you know, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of our youth, our young people are the people I'm most concerned about because they've basically been brainwashed by social media because that's where they get all their news from, and yeah. and, and they don't know what they don't know, and they're young, and their brains aren't fully developed. Um, I always call, you know, young brains sponge brains because they absorb everything, and they think it's the truth, And but until you, you know, are aware of the other side, of course, and that's one of the reasons they want to squash it down. They want it to go away. They want to hide it but they can't hide anymore because the truth will set us free um <laughs> so i'm gonna jump down off the so i'm not crazy for thinking that right i'm because no, i thought yeah it's like watching a chess game it's like oh now they're doing the cya cover your you know what exactly um, i didn't use the term but this is that's exactly what this is yeah it's a little cya going on okay so the next headline reads pfizer has a long history of fraud corruption and using children as human guinea pigs Mary, who wrote this piece and what did they want us to know about Pfizer's long history that many may not know? This is a great piece from a group I don't really know. We republished from Kanakoa News. And this is a really in-depth article about Pfizer's long-running rap sheet for criminal activity. And so it starts in 1992, and it gives us examples from 94 and 96 and 2002 and 2004 and 2008 and on and on. Um, And it includes three videos. And it's really all about how Pfizer is a serial criminal actor. And mm-hmm. people need to uh, understand that there has been this kind of glorification of the pharmaceutical industry oh, yeah. during COVID. Oh, they're coming out with this vaccine. But the reality is exactly the opposite, that they have been reckless and harming people and lying to people uh, and engaged in criminal profit-driven activity for decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in the mind and body section of the Epic Times, uh, there's a big article on could natural medicine save the healthcare system. And, it, you know, there's a lot of different quotes in here. One of them by Dr. Andrew Weil, who has been shut down by the FDA years ago. He tried to put out, and I've talked about this many times over the years, where he, he actually uh, received a cease and desist letter from the FDA for saying that astragalus helps to prevent the flu or helps with the treatment of the flu virus, if you get it, because it boosts your immune system. I mean, you hear stuff like that you read stuff like that and you're like why what are they so afraid of they're afraid of 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 making less money that's what they're afraid of they're afraid of people taking alternative health measures to take control of their own health and their immune system and ultimately their life without spending a bunch of money and it says here you know that a thousand dollars a person in 2019 the united states spent more than a thousand per person on prescription medicines spending about double what peer countries pay we are a country that is owned by pharmaceutical companies that's very very clear to at least me now. Any comments? I agree. Not just pharma, (laughs) also big tech, also big chemical, also big big defense. 
There are a number of cartels that really um, are incredibly influential in this country. I don't think they're going to win ultimately, but we are being um, exposed to a lot of malfeasance by these cartels. Yeah. Well, um, uh, this, this, this is a great story. It is the one, the Pfizer one. I encourage everyone to go to thechildrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for the Defender newsletter. You get to read it yourself, and there's all kind of, kinds of links. So if you love going down rabbit holes <laughs> like I do, I, that's one of the reasons it so, takes me so long to, to do my outline on Sundays is because I go down every single rabbit hole because I just want to know. I want to really, really dig the truth. And, and because that is, and I, I keep saying it, it is what sets you free. We must get to the bottom of this as a world and as a nation, especially here in the U.S. Okay, so our next defender or the, the next defender headline ties back to the same type of fraud and corruption as the last story we just covered about Pfizer. The headline reads, exclusive independent advisor who evaluated Pfizer vaccine safety was, former, was a former paid Pfizer consultant. So Mary, who is Dr. Catherine Edwards and what are the conflicts of interest? So Dr. Catherine Edwards is a prominent vaccinologist. She's a professor at Vanderbilt University in Tennessee, and she was on the committee that was evaluating the safety for the Pfizer bio and tech shots, and she's a longtime advisor to the CDC and the FDA. But it turns out she's also been <laughs> advising every pharmaceutical company, every biotech company under the sun. So mm -hmm. this is an article about how she testified in a court case that we brought, Hazelhurst versus Hayes. It was a case of vaccine-induced autism and malpractice uh, by physicians in Tennessee. So Dr. Edwards testified, and she was cross-examined by Aaron Seary, the attorney working for ICANN, and the um, cross-examination was videotaped, as was the deposition. And so those are now public. And it's just very clear that this woman um, has enormous conflicts of interest and regularly misrepresents what those conflicts of interest are. Uh, she's a part of the vaccine cabal that includes the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation, Gavi, uh, ASIP, um, WHO, UNICEF, Microsoft. That's sort of where she fits. Mm -hmm. And they've been playing this game for a long time. I told you about that book I read, Educated, uh, and I'm trying to think of the name of the author right now. Tara, I can't think of her, la uh, her last name, but, you know, I'm reading along, and it's this great story, and then, bam, you know, they, they drop that in, and coincidentally, the B Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation paid for her education. Um, and it's just, you know, and you read stuff like that, and you think, you know, uh, it's... It, 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 you have to read that book. I swear it'll make you so mad. It's, 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 a, it's a long read, but it's a good read. It really is uh, because it shows how long this has been going on. That book was published in 2017 or 2018 it was written. And, you know, and I know of people where, you know, Bill Gates has been pushing vaccines for decades in third world countries, right? Testing these all, testing them in, in third world countries. And, 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 and it's just been, it's been going on for a very long time, right? For decades. And, and people, there's a lot of people out there that have written many, many books that uh, like Dissolving Illusions by Susan Humphreys uh, and Roman uh, Bistronsky. I'm not saying that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. What was the book you mentioned from 2018? educated 
educated. I think it's Tara Westwood. I just finished reading it. Some, but it was from a couple of years ago, and it goes on to basically, it's a it's a book where she, you know, basically uh, writes about what hillbillies her her parents were because they were all into natural medicine, and that her father was this crazy conspiracy theorist, and and then you know, um, it goes through, the, and it's very entertaining. I have to tell you, and it leaves you on the edge of your seat. She had an abusive brother, and just it's it, it's a really good book. But in the it, when you get towards the end of it, once she gets educated, and then there's this one statement that says, and then I went and got my vaccines. And I'm like, hmm, you know, and you know, her parents were not ignorant. They were actually quite intelligent. They weren't formally educated like she was, but I just seemed like it was a seed that was planted intentionally in that book. And Mm -hmm. Bill Gates is the one that paid for her education. Just a thought that I have putting it out there, you know, because I read a lot. And that's one of the reasons I'm able to do this show, because I I read a lot because I want to be a critical thinker. I want the truth. And I think everyone out there listening does. Right. When you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together or connecting the dots, if you will, you see it all. You see it clear as a bell, just like the Big Dipper. Anyway, I'm going to jump off the box and go to a break. <laughs> I'm uh, a little jacked up today. I, uh, I'm i so passionate about this subject, and special, especially on Martin Luther King Jr. Day where we celebrate uh, the truth shall set you free. We'll be right back, everyone. More coming up with Mary Holland and the childrenshealthdefense.org. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Mary Holland. We are continuing our live broadcast from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We are going over the most read news and views of the week uh, from the childrenshealthdefense.org, the Defender newsletter. Okay, Mary, so our next headline uh, reads, uh, The Shameful Silence of American Liberal Institutions. Uh, This story or this piece was written by the Brownstone Institute. What does it have to say? So this is by um, one of their writers, Michael Lesher, and he points out that for the last three years, we have hardly heard a peep from major civil rights organizations on the left side of the political uh, um, political spectrum, and that these people actually in early 2000 were talking about the right to assembly in our First Amendment as if this was a prescription for suicide. And he says, mm-hmm. 
we have to recognize that we are on the road to totalitarianism right now. And yeah. he says, what are you waiting for, America? Now is the time. We don't need arms. And he has a really important quote that I've seen before from Alexander Solzhenitsyn about what was happening in the Soviet Union. And Solzhenitsyn said, you know, the people who were really imposing totalitarian control, Stalin and his cadres, they were very small. If everybody had stood up at the same time, they could have overcome these barbarians, but they didn't because Solzhenitsyn says they didn't love freedom enough. And so this writer is exhorting us to love freedom enough, raise our voices in protest, speak out against these people robbing us of our civil rights. Do we love freedom enough? Yeah, and it's so well written. He's an incredible writer, Michael Lusher. Uh, and, and I read some other pieces that he wrote too. Like I said, I went down the rabbit hole. Um, it, it's it's he's it's 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 important. We all need to stand up right now. Now is the time. And when you read this piece, and you should, uh, it it it. Uh, it's important. <laughs> it's really important. Um, and part of the problem, though, as you know, we've talked about this, is they turned it into a political thing. They pitted right. us against one another. They made it a left thing instead of it being a people thing, right? And that uh, even if you were a Democrat, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't agree with them, then you then you weren't a true Democrat. And I've had many conversations about this with many of my Democratic friends. Uh, I have I have all kinds of friends that, that have a lot of different political opinions. But we, as a nation, as a world, we all we can agree on one thing. We want the truth. We want our health. Uh, we want our children's health. Uh, we don't want our children's lives to be in the balance. And if we don't step up now, I think that's what we're going to be facing. And ultimately, democracy and everything that America stands for. Agreed? I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the next story. The eighth most read story of the week is childhood obesity. Drugs and surgery, top list of American Academy of Pediatrics new guidelines. So, Mary, in this article from the Defender Newsletter, um, the most read news and views of the week are the new guidelines for treating obesity in children and adolescents from the American Academy of Pediatrics. What are their new recommendations and are they concerning? Bernadette, this piece is just shocking. <laughs> the advice that the American Academy of Pediatrics comes out with should be enough to make anybody very, very skeptical indeed of whose interests they are serving, children or the medical profession. Uh, they are basically advising that young children under 15 get, if they are obese, that they subject themselves to bariatric surgery, oh for God. which there is a 1 in 500 person death rate in children, and they are also recommending that young children go on medication to reduce their weight rather than really work on diet and exercise and getting people to stop eating the processed foods that include all kind of obesogens, pesticides, hormones, all of those things that are obesity generating. And particularly, they're not looking at the school lunch program, which is mentioned in this article by Dr. Michelle Pirro, a very important pediatrician speaking out on this. Um, and of course, the, the article points out that the pandemic contributed mightily to the obesity epidemic among children. They couldn't go to school. They couldn't go out and play. They couldn't go to the gym. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a, a high-revenue 
generating recommendation, and the AAP hasn't come out with anything in 15 years. So this is, to me, Bernadette, this is just scandalous, that anybody would be recommending to children as the best alternative for dealing with obesity, drugs and surgery. Mm -hmm. Drugs and surgery, and I'm reading in here, then their new AAP guidelines um, is that watchful waiting. Uh, that they recommend against it, against watchful waiting. How about you get your kid on a diet and exercise program, hire a nutritionist instead of doing surgery? That's life-altering in so many different ways. We all know that even when adults uh, uh, opt for that type of surgery, surgery right? Surgery does not always work. Medications no. all have side effects. Yes. Reducing caloric intake, finding a diet regimen that works, finding exercise, those are all things that are completely safe and are known to work. Yeah. Well, that article I referenced earlier from the Mind and Body section of the Epic Times, it says that the U.S. government spends more taxpayer dollars on health care per capita than any other country in the world. But we also allow genetically modified foods. We allow pharmaceutical ads that they don't um, allow in other countries. We allow them to put all kinds of junk in our food that's not uh, like uh, I'm thinking of uh, red dye number 40. That's not allowed in the the European Union and in many other countries. And that's just one of many. There are countries that refuse to eat genetically modified foods, Russia being one of them and China being the other one. I read that like six or seven years ago uh, somewhere. But I mean, when you think about that, even genetically modified foods, right? But then they would have to hold, you know, uh, uh, big agriculture responsible, Monsanto and, 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 and the glyphosate and all of that and genetically modified foods. And the corn. I mean, we could go on and on uh, on this topic, right? But genetically modified foods make you fat, in particular corn. That's why they feed it to cows to fatten them up before slaughter. And yet we have corn. It's it's ubiquitous in, in all this processed food that you were talking about that you mentioned just a minute ago, right, Mary? Yeah. So, so you know, so they're recommending surgery and more drugs, which has is, is got us exactly where we are right now, which is not in a good place because, I mean, but, you know, you, you mentioned this too. Kids don't go out and play anymore. They don't go outside. And the, the school lunch program has needed revamped for years. And when, when Michelle Obama tried to bring that up, they, they demonized her too for even mentioning it. Do you remember that back, you know, oh, when, when, yeah. she was, yeah. when she, she, when she was first lady? And that was a good start. Yes. Uh, yeah, people need to eat real food, and there are huge forces, as we've discussed, trying to get us away from real, normal human diets and into genetically modified ones and fundamentally changing the human diet. Right. Okay, so the next headline reads, Yale scientist tells RFK Jr. theories are not science. Uh, what do we need to know about this story, this piece written in uh, the Defender newsletter, Mary? So this is about a Defender podcast that Bobby Kennedy recently did with Dr. Harvey Risch, a well-known epidemiologist who recently retired from Yale University's medical school and School of Public Health. And what he describes is that the pandemic was run on models. It was run on projections and theories. It was not run on empirical data. And science is based on empirical data. And he's saying that Basically, we've been living through this era of public health paternalism. They decide based on some theory what you can learn and what you can't learn, like about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or Mm -hmm. the hazards of COVID shots. And, And he says this is 
these are indefensible policies, but we have to understand that when there is no defense for a policy, the only lever that a government and big industries have is censorship. And so this helps to explain what we've just been talking about in the articles above. Mm-hmm. And you guys were, were were reporting on this in December of 21 uh, under COVID news at the Defender newsletter. You know, about uh, Dr. Ahmad Hava said he wrote an article about the Pfizer vaccine clinical trial, uh, trials being poorly designed from the start. Analysis well, and, shows. and these bivalent boosters, um, uh, Bernadette, have yeah. no human trials whatsoever. We None. are de facto making human beings into guinea pigs. That is yeah. what we are doing now as national policy, which is outrageous. It is outrageous. And we're to the last story. So, and we've got, I think, about uh, about two minutes left. So, uh, we'll stretch this one out. New analysis shows studies of COVID vaccine induced myocarditis hid critical safety signal. Mary, what do you want people to know about this? So, a prominent physician on social media is named Dr. Vinay Prasad, and he says that what the data show is that the CDC and the FDA did not stratify it. Of course, the risks for a 16-year-old are going to be different than the risks for an 87-year-old, and yet by aggregating all the data, they didn't show the relative risk in age groups. And so he's critiquing them, saying they had to do this. And he's pointing out that two of the senior vaccine scientists at the FDA, after explaining this to their colleagues, they resigned, presumably because they thought that what these recommendations were were not based on um, science. And so Dr. Prasad, to his credit, is saying absolutely colleges that are imposing vaccine mandates and booster mandates should be sued. And he is absolutely supporting us and others suing these institutions for literally uh, interventions that are doing more harm than good to young people. Mm-hmm. And the music's going to start here in a second. And I just you know, want to tell you how much I appreciate you guys being on the air with us uh, you know, every Monday and, uh, and, and, and talking about this. I think it's so critical. It is. Uh, that we all talk about this and have a deep understanding. Uh, is there any word from the NFL yet about what happened uh, in Buffalo oh, two weeks ago? Yes, <laughs> Yesterday, I don't know, but I, as you probably know, with Mr. Hamlin, there was a settlement of over $10 million, and I would be shocked if that didn't include a provision on um, his inability to speak about it. I did not know that, but I'm going to be looking into it the second I get off the air. I'm glad I brought it up. Wow, can't wait to talk about that next week. We'll dig into it. Mary, thank you so much. Have a fantastic week, and thank Thank you. Thank you, Bernadette. You're welcome. Mary Holland, everyone, go to childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for the Defender newsletter. Your life just may depend on it. Everyone, you know what? Have a fantastic week. We'll be here tomorrow. We've got a great show tomorrow. We're going to be talking about beyond addiction, how science and kindness help people change. All right, you get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there today and make the most of it.